everyone, and welcome back to the Pondering Podcast. My name is Michelle, and I am definitely thinking about all of you out there and wondering how you're doing. Over here in California, it looks like we might finally be seeing some light at the end of the tunnel as far as COVID cases going down and um, schools might be reopening in some sort of limited capacity, which I think is good, especially for my teenager. Um, They're going a bit crazy. So yeah, we shall see what happens. Um, Very happy to be here with you guys this week. And um, I'll probably do a few more episodes for this season before I break off for a break. So I'm trying to brainstorm some topics for that. So this week I chose a topic that I've had some experience with personally, and I'm pretty sure there are other stepmoms out there who have also had experience with this. So the topic for this week was Have you dealt with an absent biological parent who then suddenly reappeared into your stepchild or stepchildren's lives? How did this change things? How did you cope? Okay, so many of us realize the difficulties it can cause when children go between two homes back and forth and the emotional upheaval it can create. And I wanted to touch on this topic in particular because when you've got a chunk of time where a biological parent is not present, um, and as hard as that can be for your stepchild, you know, one hopes that you are eventually able to create a routine, a structure, and a sense of security for them. Um, during the time that that biological parent is not around. Um, And then let's say that that absent biological parent re-enters your stepchild or stepchildren's life, and everything you created is suddenly shattered. This kind of disruption can be absolutely devastating for a blended family. The child, your stepchild or stepchildren, may be absolutely thrilled when their biological parent comes back, but there's absolutely no denying that this is a massive disruption, especially if that biological parent is at all dysfunctional. So let's get started with our comments and I'm gonna start over on the Pondering Nooks Facebook page. Okay, so the first comment I'm going to read is from Anne. She says, she was out of our lives for great lengths of time and is now around but still very inconsistent and unpredictable. She sees her son two or three times a year. Basically, the way I see it now is I am a parent who watches her boy's distress over not seeing his mom. When he recently came back from a one-day visit, which is all she could do in a six weeks of holidays, 
He buried his head in my chest and got angry at me. He told me I do nothing for him. He was angry at her, but it's easier to express his anger at me. I cope by being prepared, her behavior, and taking the time to comfort him. I think she says being prepared for her her behavior and taking the time to comfort him. She says it's the hardest part, seeing him upset. Yes, absolutely, Anne. Thank you for that comment. Um, And what we're hearing there from Anne is something a lot of us have dealt with, where you really do feel like you are the one who's left to pick up the pieces while that absent parent lives whatever life they choose to live, minus the responsibility of taking care of their own children. Um, And this is a very relatable and completely understandable feeling, of course. Um, Yet I don't know anything about the biological parent in this situation or the reason why they are absent or what they're doing with their life, if not being in touch with their own children. I just know this perspective because I have been there myself. And you can feel like you are the one who is getting all that anger and dealing with all the emotions and bearing the entire brunt of the situation with a child who is absolutely heartbroken and devastated. And I'm actually not sure many people realize that being a stepmom often means dealing with a broken heart and feeling like you need to be the one to heal that broken heart, even though you weren't the one that broke it. So thank you, Anne, for that feedback. And it sounds like you have an incredibly tough job on your hands and I absolutely salute you for everything that you do. Alrighty, now we're gonna go on to a comment here on my Facebook from Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, yes, stepmom here of 12 years. My boys were four and six, now they're 18 and 16. Birth mom was not steady until these past few years. Basically, I keep it straight with my guys. It's tough feelings, etc., and should be treated with respect from both families. Birth mom and I don't talk, but one thing is at least she's listened. As of right now, things are fine, which I'll take over catastrophe, you dig? The boys and I are lucky to have a strong relationship along with their sister, who's my daughter, and with their father, also 12 years together. It's all about communication, whether it's talking or even texting when they are just feet away in their rooms. Thank you for that, Elizabeth. And it sounds like Elizabeth has spent the time Um, like a big chunk of time where the birth mom was not stable. And it sounds like she's taken that time to build a very strong relationship with her stepchildren, which sounds fantastic. And it sounds like when the birth mom re-entered their lives, she was still able to keep a pretty solid hold 
on those relationships, which is wonderful to hear. And this is something I tell myself all the time when I feel burdened by all the responsibilities that I feel the biological parent should be taking care of. Um, I take a step back and I look at what I've gained and I look at the bond and I see how strong the bond is with my own stepchild because of this unfortunate situation. And in fact, in the long run, it's actually a gift. I look at it as a gift. So thank you very much for your comment, Elizabeth. I really, really appreciate it. And I will be right back after this quick ad from Anchor. I am back and I am moving on to a comment on the Pondering Mix Facebook page from Katie. Thank you, Katie, for this comment. She says, the back and forth is so traumatic for them. Their father and I pick up the broken pieces of their hearts every time. Him, long before I came along. And we do what we can only for the cycle to continue and see the hope in their eyes diminish each and every time. We decided therapy would be best so that they felt they had a safe place to talk and learn healthy coping skills. Hopefully it helps where we can't. It breaks my heart that they've had to deal with so much already in their lives, and it's not something we can protect them from. That's the hardest part for me, and being a biological mother myself, not being able to protect them from the things they shouldn't have any knowledge of at their ages. Thank you so much, Katie, for that comment. And you know, Katie brings up an excellent point about the perspective of being a biological mother yourself and perhaps having a difficult understanding of how a biological mom could be treating her own children in an unhealthy way, which she obviously feels that she is. Um, I think that therapy is wonderful, and I think it's a great idea that she's doing that, and it sounds like it's really helping, um, especially for learning healthy coping skills. And of course, as Katie says, the hardest part is seeing their hearts break and not being able to protect them. And I can attest to that. I mean, just from what she's talking about, you know, seeing the look in their eyes when they have that glimmer of hope that maybe the biological parent is going to show up and, you know, hang out with them or do something with them. And it just doesn't happen. And you're left standing there dealing with the aftermath of that. So that is a very, very real thing. So Next, I'm going to go to my private messages on the Pondering Nooks Facebook page. All right, I have an anonymous comment here from a stepmom describing her situation. 
She says, Biomom disappeared after CPS had to be called between a domestic violence incident between her and her boyfriend on a night when my boy, her stepson, was at her home. My husband had to go pick him up in the middle of the night. Biomom chose her boyfriend, so visitation with her stopped. She used to get Thursday to Saturday at least every other weekend. She moved to a different state, then another, and was gone for over two years, disappearing right before his fifth birthday. Then, when my husband decided to have her help support our boy, she filed for visitation. She was in the same state again when she did this, and then she moved out of state again. When visits started with her again, his anxiety levels raised. He was suddenly afraid to be alone, go upstairs to his room by himself. He started wetting the bed, woke up multiple times in the night calling for me. Kiddo is now 10. He just had his birthday, and she is still greatly inconsistent. But he's older, and it's easier to transition him now. But he hasn't seen her again since July because of COVID. Thank you for that comment. And as you can hear in that message, there is a significant state of upheaval and anxiety going on. I mean, it's been going on, sounds like, for several years. Um, and whenever the bio mom leaves and then randomly pops back up, it just is a constant disruption. Um and the biggest thing I see here is that anxiety and that fear. And I've seen that before, you know, where children have this fear of abandonment and they start having stress and anxiety about everything because they don't feel secure. Um, and this is a big problem. And, you know, this is what I sort of tried to get at in the beginning is, you know, if you have a biological parent that jumps in and out randomly, is that better than not having them around at all and having more of a, a secure structure? Or, you know, is it good for the child to see that parent no matter how inconsistent they are? So that is definitely something I have dealt with in my journey as well. And obviously, a lot of you are dealing with it on your journeys. And it's not easy because, as we said in the beginning, you're the one in, you know, being called into the room in the middle of the night, you're the one offering the comfort. You're the one giving the hugs. Um, but at the same token, you got to remember that that work that you're putting in and that time and that love and that caring, it really matters. Even when it feels like it's not appreciated, it still matters. Everything you are doing matters. So I just want all of you out there to remember that. Um, and yeah, that is really the extent of all the comments I got. I didn't get any on my Instagram um, this time around, but I really appreciate the comments I did get and the feedback. And this topic is personal to me and it's a tough one. So yeah, we're all... Uh, doing our things out here and trying to get through it the best we can. And I will think of another topic for next week. And as always, if you have any suggestions, go ahead and private message me. 
shoot me, you know, message. I'm all open for suggestions. So as always, you guys can find me at The Pondering Nook, www.theponderingnook.com. And I hope everyone stays well and I will talk at you next time. All right. Bye guys. Oh, 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 oh,